Oh my god, this is so terrifying. If I chicken out, you have permission to push me, okay? Okay, so I just need to put the harness over your head. Okay, and that clips on there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But hey, why is it called Bungie? Bungie. It's the name of the cord, named after me, the inventor. I'm Steve Bungie. Oh, right. I always thought it was called Bungie. It was originally Bungie. My friend stole the idea and changed the name to Bungie, and now he's a millionaire. All because Bungie sounds more fun than Bungie. Stand on the edge there. Bungie. Bungie. Yeah, I suppose it does. Did you take him to court? Yeah, but he got off because he changed the name of the cord and the length. Okay, you ready to jump? The length? I'm not jumping! Permission to push. Ah! I don't want the Screw you, I'm coming after you! I'm bouncing back up, it seems the legs on this cord's actually okay! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Royal Albert Hall, where in a moment you will see the man who has swum the Atlantic, learned all of the world's languages, bar Cornish, and climbed Everest wearing only a belt. But this evening, all of that pales into insignificance as he undertakes a feat that no man has ever undertaken before. Tonight, in front of your very eyes, he will tell the difference between Cod and Haddock. And here's the man himself, Leslie Bismarck. And his glamorous assistant, Sandy Sanskrit. He's holding the fish aloft, battered at his request. Fish number one. Engage. Your answer. It's cod. Correct. Fish number two. Engage. Your answer. It's cod. Correct. Fish number three. Engage. It's haddock. The adjudicator is conferring with her team. The tension is almost unbearable. Would Mr. Bismarck please repeat his answer? It's Haddock. Correct. He's the Okay, you can do it. You can do it. Just keep pushing. Good. Oh God! Lovely work. Oh You're God! Doing I really well. Him. I know. It's good, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's great. Just calm, nice, calm breathing. You're doing so well. So well. Hello. So, sorry. Excuse me. What are you doing in here? Do you mind? I'm your wagamama waiter. I trust you enjoyed your teriyaki balls. I can't remember. That was four months ago. Now get out of here, please. Have you been to a wagamama before? Yes, four months ago. Now leave us alone, please. Then you'll remember that we explained the dishes may arrive at different times. 
I have your prawn gyoza oh, for you. Goodness, fine, just leave it on the side then. Get out. I wasn't prawn gyoza, it was pork gyoza. I do apologise, madam. I'll just whiz these back to the kitchen. Oh, fine. it's coming, it's coming. Oh, Will your child be eating? What now? He or she might like to see our specials. Do you mind? We have a clam bundle. She might enjoy it or Please he. Just will you get out of this? Straight to my get back out! Hi, Alan. Aiden's spider has gone missing again. The little tarantula thing. The tank looks secure, but it's not in there, so just be careful. I know, worst semi-detached neighbour ever. Anyway, hope you're well. Welcome to the Golden Woofers, Grimsby's number one dog share. At nine, in the Ideas Forum, it's understanding dog years. Should a dog get seven Christmases a year, or one Christmas every seven years? The debate rages on. Hi, Alan. We've just gone into the mini aviary that I've built in the garage, and one of our birds has gone missing too. I imagine it's unrelated, but uh, do keep an eye out for both the spider and the bird. It's a peach uh, cockatiel. Then uh, you'd be a legend. Thanks, pal. So you know that we were all being evaluated for promotion? Yeah. Apparently I came top, which means... Uh, uh, Sam, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. C- carry on. Well, I scored top for teamworking and... Um... Ooh! Ah! Sam, uh, I'm trying to tell you about my... We're sorry, darling. I, I, there's a bee in my mouth. Again? Oh, no. Well, this always happens. Every time I try to tell you any of my good news, you get a bee in your mouth. <laughs> sorry, love. Sorry. That's great news about the promotion. Well done. Thank you. And the other good thing is, you know how I applied to representative department? Oh, sorry, love. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> I don't think it's on the bee. Oh, no, it is. Where are they even coming? From. Hang on, I think there's another one. Sam! <laughs> the window isn't open! There's no honey in here! I'm going upstairs, I don't know. Oh, this one's really angry. Thank you for coming tonight to the Royal Festival Hall for the latest in our Open Stage series of interviews. I don't think this needs any preamble, so why don't we just welcome to the stage the magnificent Sir Ranulph Shreve. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, Sir Ranulph. <laughs> Lovely to see you. Wonderful. What a great privilege, especially as you very rarely give interviews. A 50-year career in the theatre. Yes. You have worked with everyone. You must have so many anecdotes. Well, yes, sir. Things happen, certainly. <laughs> so, tell us all about your early years in the rep. You must have some tales to tell. Yes, well, I, I remember uh, I was in a production of Cherry Orchard at the Whitby Corn Exchange, mm. and I, I was very new at the time. Anyway, it was press night, and I was on stage playing Yepikodov. Uh, I, I briefly forgot my lines. <laughs> Good Lord. What did you do? Well, I remembered them, and then I said them, and the other actors said their lines, and it carried on like that. Right, the National. The National, just a few yards away from where we are now. Tell me, what was it like when you first worked at the National? Yes, 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 uh, yes. I remember I was once doing Othello and the entire audience walked out uh, for 15 minutes. Um, then they had a drink and all came back. Right, uh, moving on. 
I, I did some research of my own and uh, I found out that you were in a production of Peter Pan when live crocodiles attacked the front row. Ah, <laughs> yes, incredible story. Brilliant. Please tell all. I was ill that day. Okay, that really is it. Thank you very much for coming. Good night. Welcome back to the Golden Woofers. In the career zone at 10.30, Rocco, the veteran police dog, conducts a Q&A for dogs interested in law enforcement opportunities. Racist dogs only, please. Thanks so much for agreeing to this interview. The paper really, really loves hearing from local lottery winners. Um, I'll just put the dictaphone here. And um, off we go. Okay. Bob. Julie, Hello. <laughs> what are you going to spend the money on? Um, well, we've agreed that we shouldn't go on a mad spree, but um, I've splurged on a pair of Ray-Bans. Oh, I've got my eye on a new pair of chinos and a cargo plane. A cargo plane? Yeah, probably a C-17 Globemaster III. They can be easily refitted for reconnaissance or even combat. Chuck in a 20mm rotary cannon, you've pretty much got your own AC-130 ground attack airship for half the price. <laughs> I said to Bob, well, when are you going to use that? You bought a mountain bike three years ago and that's just gathering dust in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Most people book a cruise. Yeah, that's what Julie suggested, but ever since I was a little boy I've always wanted to command my own private army. And now I've got the money to make that dream come true. <laughs> it's fairy tale stuff, really. And you're quite sure this won't change you? Oh, yeah, it won't change us, but it might change the geopolitical landscape. Not least here in Cedars Avenue. There are some troubles you can never solve with diplomacy. No. They just go too far back. You see, we back onto the railway track here, so our property's always been worth less than the other side. Yeah, and they're so smug about it. I guess we'll start with a coup, maybe a quick putsch or two, and then when my private army's on top form, come home and round things off by annihilating the west side of Cedars Avenue. <laughs> and if you don't need a, a cruise after that, I'm a lemon. Dad? Yes, love? I've been thinking about what you said about what I do next. Good. And I talked to the careers advisor at uni. Well done, love. And I've decided to do something to secure my financial future, just like you said. What have you done? I've released a sex tape. Brilliant. Oh, what a relief. I wasn't sure what you'd think. I'm so proud of you, darling. How does it work? Well, it's a pressure-sensitive adhesive tape on a cardboard roll, like sellotape, but you can use it to tape your trousers down while you have sex. Wonderful. You're my little science genius, aren't you? Oh, thanks, Dad. Do you want a tea? Yes, please. That is absolutely brilliant. A sex tape. I can use it on the boat with Marjorie. Clever girl. Clever, 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 clever. You join me outside Crammel Road, the home of the club that for the first time in Premier League history has given the role of manager to a prawn. Reactions from the sport appear to have been positive, although some fans are questioning whether the small crustacean will be up to the job. In a statement released this morning, the team's chairman, Vincent Paley, said, We are moving into a new era where being from a rock pool should be no impediment to becoming a top-flight football manager. So, strong words from the chairman. However, some of the fans are less happy. From where I'm standing, I can see a number of banners. I'll read you a couple to give you a taste of the sentiment here. There's one that says, You put the cock in prawn cocktail. Another that reads, if we wanted a manager without a spine, we'd have stuck with the last guy. And across the road, I can see a young boy wearing a T-shirt that simply says, Paella time. As for the prawn, for the time being, it remains silent. Perhaps because it intends to show its worth on the pitch. Perhaps because it's a prawn. OK, Alan, I don't know what's going on, but the cat has gone too now. The ginger one, Tubbles. 
I'm just going to put some posters around the cul-de-sac, but maybe you can have a look in your garden shed and see if she's got in there. Uh, and maybe the uh, bird and the spider as well. Alan, you won't believe this, Colonel Roughstuff has gone. Not only that, but the uh, goat we were looking after for Teresa's sister is nowhere to be seen. Call me if you can, it's time to engage the neighbourhood watch, methinks. Have you got the money? It's all here, in used bank coins. Untraceable. Have you done this before? Killed a man? Put it this way. Last year I killed over 4,000 badgers. As part of the TB call. There was? Never mind. What about humans? A man? What's the difference between a man and a badger? Oh, I know this one. A man sets his teeth, a badger sets his... something. I'm not making a joke. Oh, it does never mind. It's a really good one if you can remember it. They're both just flesh and blood. That's my point. Where will I find the target? Will they need to smoke him out? No, no. I've worked it out. Wednesday, lunch breaks. He always walks by the canal. Get him there. It's a perfect spot. How are you going to do it? It's better you don't know the details. But for badgers, I use a high-powered air rifle. The one that fires little pellets? Yes, but very fast. But you wouldn't use that for this, presumably. The average badger weighs 10 kilos. Your target weighs 80 kilos. So you use eight pellets? No. It takes almost 20 pellets to kill a badger. They're very strong. So you need... At least 160 pellets, yes. It'll take about 40 minutes, which is good for you, because if you change your mind halfway through, we can stop. OK, dear. But I keep any unused pellets, OK? What? That's non-negotiable. All of them? Every single one. A memento for me? A memento for you. Excuse me. I'm sorry, the farm shop is closed for the day. No, I'm not here for the farm shop. I'm here because when I was seven, our family dog Buster was sent to live on a farm. I've checked all the other local farms and they don't have him, so it must be this one. Oh, right. I just well, thought it'd be really so... nice to catch up with him. It had crossed my mind that maybe he had actually died and my parents just told me he was on a farm, but imagine if they'd done that. I'd never be able to face them ever again. What kind of inhumane monster would do that? Well... You are looking not... after him, aren't you? Uh, I honestly think I might go mad and start killing people if I didn't see him again. Right. Let me think where he could be. Oh, my God, I can see him! Can you? He's in the yard back there. That's actually... He's a... bigger than he used to he's be. Much... Well, he's grown, hasn't he? Oh, my God, here he comes. He recognises me. He looks so different, but the eyes don't change, do they? That's my boy. Roll over, boy. Roll over. Roll over. Um... Well, we'll see, since he came to the farm, he may have forgotten some of the tricks that you taught him. Oh, really? Uh, but he has perfected one trick, staying perfectly still while somebody milks him. Clever boy! Who's a clever boy? Who's a clever boy? Anyway, we just need to put Bisto... Buster. Uh, Buster, that's right, Buster, into the back of this lorry. Why? It's time for him to go to another farm. It says Abertire on the side. What's that? No, 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 that says Abertoire. He's a local monk who tends to the pastoral needs of old cows. I mean, dogs. Wow, who's a lucky boy? Who's a lucky boy? So you'll be off then? Not yet, not without seeing how you're looking after Granny. Right, let's go to the pig pen. I mean, Granny Lounge. Quick, please, my husband is being attacked by a shoal of fish. Uh, OK, uh, first tell us what kind of fish it is that's attacking your husband, please. Um, they look like they're either cod or, or haddock. OK, madam, I will need to know the exact breed of fish. I mean, the techniques to disperse them are very different indeed. Well, surely they can't be that different. The very action that will disperse a shoal of cod will only enrage a shoal of haddock. I'm sorry. Um, oh, OK, all right. Um, I think they're cod. No, haddock. 
How are you supposed to tell? A cod has small faces and beady eyes. Haddocks also have small faces, but their eyes are more sort of glassy. Does that help? <laughs> Does no one know? I mean, surely there must be something you can do. Look, there might not be time, but there is someone we can send. To Leslie Bismarck. I didn't think he was real. Oh, he's real, all right. Leslie, put your belt on. There's work to do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hang on, die. Leslie Bismarck's coming. It's going to be all right. Hang on, die. Owner of the most persistent worms goes to Tucker from Gillingham and his anus of paradise. Jesus Christ, Alan, the cow's gone. So if you see a cow anywhere, odds on it's ours. Big horns, lovely bell. Maybe get your kids to ask around. And also, don't forget about the spider, bird, cat, dog and goat. All of those still missing. I'll tell you something, Alan. I'm being strong for Teresa and the kids, but who knows what's happened to these poor animals. Thank you. If you'd told me even five years ago that one day I would be standing here accepting a Nobel Prize, well, I wouldn't have believed you. But I never imagined I would meet a team as talented as the Department of... Sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry. Sorry to interrupt your acceptance speech. I need to ask if there is someone here who can help. There is a man at the back of the hall with a bee in his mouth. Oh, for Pete's sake! How did it go? Pretty good. Yeah, enjoyable, actually. Enjoyable? Bank jobs aren't meant to be enjoyable. It was great. We got loads. They weren't even guarding it. Let me see. What's this? A pamphlet about starting a pension and a thing about ISIS. They were giving out free rubbers with Nat West on, so I'll take a couple of those, even though you're only meant to get one. What about the rest of it? We're trying to get some pens, but they're all chained down. But I did get this three-quarter-sized cardboard cutout of a mortgage advisor. What about the money? Oh, I paid a check-in, but don't worry, I made sure not to get any fingerprints on it. And I'll check me balance. Ninety pounds, cha-ching. Oh, you idiots. I've also got some paying-in slips, I've got a handful of them, look at that. Uh, I'm going to bang him about, though, we don't want to seem to... I'm going to pay for my operation on my voice box now. It's a relatively minor procedure. Most people go local, but some people prefer to have a general anaesthetic. Yeah, okay, well, no, local's fine for me. Okay, well, if you just lie on your front, there you go. When will Mr Bridges be here? Ah, Mr Bridges is actually sick today, so we've got another surgeon. Barry! What? Time for you to do your thing. Uh, hi, hi. Let's get rid of this cyst then, shall we? How are you, Mr. Robertson? Fine, thanks. Right, this won't take long. Once we've got through the bark, it's all very straightforward. Oh, oh, sorry, skin through the skin. Sorry, is that a chainsaw? I call her Mistress Sally. You are a surgeon, aren't you? The tree surgeon, yes. Nurse, I'd like to see a consultant, please. Hello, I'm the consultant. This man is about to chainsaw my cyst. Right. Do you recommend that as a consultant? Well, I wouldn't know. I'm a history consultant on period dramas. Make what? sure they're wearing the right bonnets, things like that. Oh. Uh, Mary did a very fine job. My Jubilee Leyland eyes. I'm, I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> Better get a mop. There's sap going everywhere. It's not sap. Oh, God. Listen, buddy. Can I call you buddy? <laughs> we just want you to talk so we can all go home. Never! Let me at him again! You see? You just keep making my colleague angry. And you've seen what she's like when she's angry. I wanted to stop her using the eye tweezers and the electro balls. 
the Spanish face grater. She broke my goddamn chin off. But you're just not helping yourself. You're strong, I'll give you that, but every man has a limit. How's about an ice-cold can of pop? I'll pass it to you just as soon as you talk. What is this? Some kind of good cop, bad cop routine? You know about that. This guy's unbelievable. Let me have one last go at him. How do you like the sound of a nose bag full of wasps, buddy? I eat wasps for brunch. Oh, yeah? What'd you have for breakfast? Cheese on toast. He's loco. Okay. You're twisting my arm here, buddy, and you're making me a little angry, too. Last chance to talk. No? Very well. Bring in the stags. What the... Angry stags. What do you mean? No. They've been kept in a pen for three days with no access no, to go karting. Alan, I've called the police. Prince is gone. After the cow, I thought I'd check in on him and I can confirm we are now a zero stallion family. What have we done to deserve this, Alan? Sorry, I've got to go. The kids are crying again. Hi, darling. Yeah, I'm just taking a walk down by the canal. I uh, had quite a stressful... Ow! Sorry, I had quite a stressful morning uh, at work, but uh, don't worry, it's nothing like... Ow! So, so, sorry, darling. I, I, something quite weird's going on. I was, um, ow! So, darling, do you, do you mind if I call you back? Only 156 pellets to go! <laughs> well, sorry, I, 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 I'm not a bad... Ow! You're nearly 2% dead, my friend. <laughs> Hello, police? Oh, I'm going to work out. There's a man firing... Ow! There's a man firing tiny pellets at me from a canal from a canal boat. Yeah, I'd say it's, uh, it's not so much dangerous as, as annoying. Yeah. Ow. Take that. Go on, Tim. Tell them how we met. It's so romantic. <laughs> I'm shy. Go on. It was at a party. Um, I saw Daisy standing there in this incredible dress and I just knew. He knew instantly. I walked straight up to her and I said, uh, can't believe this is so cheesy. Go on Tim. I said, you are the woman I'm going to marry. So brave. Anyway, it turned out Daisy didn't want to marry me because she was too attractive but Mel here was standing with Daisy and she overheard the whole thing. Every word. And because Mel was less attractive than Daisy. Hang on, she... let me tell this bit. Because <laughs> um, I was less attractive than Daisy but roughly as attractive as Tim then we got together. And Daisy ended up with somebody more attractive than me. I mean, Tim got married. And, well, because he knew. I just knew. That Daisy was the woman you wanted to marry. But she was too attractive. Oh, it's romantic. <laughs> Hello, sir. Are you the man who called about the man with the pellet gun? Yes, that's right. He's still doing it. Ow! Yeah, he's, he's uh, over there in that canal boat. I, uh, I think there might be something wrong. Ow! I think there might be something wrong with him. I think he thinks I'm a badger and that maybe... I think he's trying to cull me. We get some right wackos down here. Don't worry, I'll go and talk to him. Thank you. Hello, sir. Hello. This man over here believes that you think he is a badger and as such a proper target for the TB cull. What? Sir, please stop shooting pellets at him. OK. I'll stop shooting at... at him. Good. Thank you. Ow! <laughs> Did you just shoot me with a pellet? Ow! How much do you weigh? I don't... Ow! No, about 13... Ow, stone. 
Okay, so that's about 230 pellets. Here we go. Ow. <laughs> Stop it. Ow. <laughs> Stop it. Ow. be no trace of my crime. Ow. Stop it. Now, I know I've been a bit secretive these last few months, but you wait till you see what I've done. Can I take my blindfold off, then. Okay, there you go, my darling. Oh, oh my God, Pat, what are they? The future, Claire. But they look like... Sausages. Massive living sausages. And that's exactly what they are, my sweet darling. Genetically engineered by my own fair hand. I've created meat for vegetarians. I've cut out the pig stage and gone straight to pork. I've done what all great businessmen do, cut out the middle ungulate. How did you do it? All grown from a single strand of DNA scraped from General Oppenheimer's front left trotter. They're moving and oinking like pigs. But they're not pigs. They're sausages. Oh, oh I see. Yeah, even their legs are sausages. I know, I know, and their eyeballs and their penises. All sausages. Now, when someone tells you that sausages are made of eyeballs and penises, you can say, no, it's the other way around. Sausage is made of pigs, and you've made a pig out of sausages. What's the difference? Don't overthink it. That's a good question. Who said that? No one. These sausages are going to revolutionise the farming industry and make us a pretty penny along the way. Pigs will soon be the stuff of dusty old history websites. Oh, I'm not sure about the ethics. Trust me, these guys have a great life. What do they eat? Sausages. Let's feed them some. Save me! Help! Kill me! I'm starting to read! Can we watch news night? Oh, they're talking! Yes, yes, they're talking, but they don't know what they're talking about. You see that, that one on the left with the big face? Yeah. He thinks proportional representation is a good idea. So they're intelligent pigs? No, they're ill-informed sausages. Oh. 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 Steady on there, girl. Pat, it seems we're getting more of a practice. Oh. oh, my God, Pat! Oh, they God. seem to be so very angry. Oh, Jesus, something must have oh. smoked him. Oh, God! Those spaces have worked out how a hinge works and they're deconstructing the pig pen. No, it cannot be. Oh, Lord, may you please have mercy on their sweet sausage souls. Claire, fetch my gun. What are you going to do? I'm killing you and then turning the gun on myself. (laughs) It's the time of the sausages now. People's not responding, but her breathing is normal. Okay, I want 10 mils of adrenaline now. Where the hell is Jenkins? Do we know what she swallowed? I spoke to her son. He said he's not sure, but strongly suspects a fly. There's no way a fly could cause this sort of reaction. It's the only information we have right now. If I know old ladies, she swallowed a catalogue of ever-larger animals in an attempt to catch the previous animal. This could be bad. Jenkins, I need you over here now. Yes, sir. Okay. What's in the gullet? It looks like a hoof. God damn it. She swallowed a horse. We need to get her into theatre now. This is Dr. Jenkins, and with Dr. Bargate, we need a theatre right now. We've got a suspected swallowed horse. Hey, Dr. Bargate, what's your prognosis? Perhaps she'll die. Perhaps she'll die. Okay, great. We'll be there in five. Move it, please. Come on. Get out of my way. 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 Get Small Scenes starred Daniel Rigby, Carrie Adloyd, Sarah Pascoe, Mike Wozniak and Henry Packer. It was written by Benjamin Partridge, Henry Packer and Mike Wozniak, with additional material from Simon Mayhew Archer and the cast. The producer was Simon Mayhew Archer. Hi, Alan. Listen, um, I know we were meant to be coming round later for the barbecue, but uh, it's been a bit of a big day for all of us. Turns out all those animals that went missing... Well, um, Teresa's mum swallowed them all. (laughs) 
I know it sounds mad, but we're still getting our heads around it. The doctors reckon she probably swallowed a fly and things snowballed from there. Anyway, she died, of course. There'll be a funeral next week. It's at Thornhill Krem and there's a blessing at the pet cemetery. Thanks for all your help today. Night, mate. <laughs>